Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their time, but they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is cancelled! Corn Huskers? More like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go, Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. Make sure to give us a like and subscribe. We're striving to be the number one podcast in the whole state of Nebraska, and how cool would that be if it was a Hawkeye one? We're joined today by NHN contributor Matt Meyer. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, not too much. Just ready for a podcast, I guess. And I wanted to say no matter how many times I see that video, I'm still fired up every time I see it. It's awesome. Hell yeah, man. I get fired up every time, too. That that never gets old. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a few different things. Um, a lot of news for a slow time in sports right now. There's, like, literally nothing on. Like, the NBA playoffs, which yeah, I, I don't think, you know, any of us watch that very much. And um, the uh, I think that's, geez, that's about it. You know, college baseball's over now. Professional baseball's still going. So, we got some college football news coming out. The... Um, the name, image, and likeness um, has been a huge topic, and that is a major monument in college sports. So we absolutely had to talk about that, and um, we want to get everyone's thoughts too. So make sure to comment on the interview, uh, reach out to us, post on the pages, and oh, we want to hear what everyone's thoughts are. And just because our thoughts are a certain way doesn't mean that you know yours aren't valid. We want to hear what you guys have to say too. So one big thing that um, Matt and I were wanting to talk about here was the um, a, a new graphic that came out by Boomer Sports at Boomer Sports. They release a lot of these different uh, rating systems all the time. And um, how much credibility is behind it, I don't know. 
they're they're pretty well known. So this is um, a thing that Matt and I were really you know got us talking, and we knew that college football fans out there were going to be you know up in arms about a lot of this stuff. And for the guys on the podcast that are, are just listening on the radio, we're going to try to be as descriptive as possible. We're pulling up a graphic here right now: the current tiers of college football by Big Game Boomer. Now, I want to start off at the first line, Matt. Um, we got Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, those three. I don't really have any problem with those three. What are your thoughts on that? It's tough to argue with those, especially Alabama and Clemson. I mean, they're always at the top. And Ohio State's always in the conversation, so no issue yeah. as well. Oh, and we have Dabo Sweeney now. I don't know if you heard. He made comments like about a year ago that he said of college – uh, athletes are ever paid, he was going to quit coaching. Uh-oh. So everyone's like, you're going to turn in your resignation now? Like, see you later, Dabo. <laughs> yeah, see you later, dude. That guy's not leaving. <laughs> He's just going to eat crow no. and move on and, and not talk about it too much. So um, this next line, Tier 2, I have a major issue with, um, and I'm going <laughs> to read those off. Uh, we got the very first one, Boise State, Georgia, LSU, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and Oregon. Now, when I look at that, my first thing that, that jumps out at me right away is Boise State. How in the hell is Boise State ranked in your second tier of college football, playing in the Mountain West Conference, and not really relevant for quite a while now? Granted, they're a solid program, but tier two um, – that's what really jumps out at me. I'm pretty okay with everything else that's in there. What are your thoughts on that one, Matt? I would agree that Boise State, I mean, they were complaining, what, four, five, maybe even six years ago when they didn't make it into the yeah. college football playoffs. And since that one year, which was a long time ago already, they have done nothing to justify Tier 2, so... I don't know what they were thinking there. That's a pretty big reach, in my opinion. Um, Probably the biggest one on this whole entire page. I'm wondering if, like, the the guys at Big Game Boomer are, like, Boise State grads or something because that's insane (laughs) to me. And like you said, though, too, you're like, hey, if you want to be considered with the big boys, you need to play some of the big boys. Um, Right, play some games. Yeah, and you're you know you're in the Mountain West, so you got good competition. There's some good teams there. Um, now I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit too. And if you're if you're Boise State fan, you're sitting here saying, okay, well, we tried to join the Big Twelve Conference, they wouldn't let us in, and we try to schedule big name games, and nobody wants to play us because it's a lose lose for whoever you play. So, you know where Boise State is, I get it. Um, but I think that teams like Boise State, this new 12-team expanded playoff, is going to really benefit um, guys like that, guys like Coastal Carolina that, you know, have a great regular season. You know, UCF back in the day when old Frosty was there, you know, they, they'd get a chance to uh, make some noise in that playoff. So, you know, right. Boise State. Even with that devil's advocate statement you you almost have to win every game of your conference to justify it i mean you can play that card if you want but it's still then win every game and you haven't done that in the last five years yeah exactly and i would say if you would have brought this up after the oklahoma fiesta bowl championship 
I, I wouldn't have nearly the problem with it that I do now. I still, right. I still would have because one good year doesn't really get you, shouldn't get you into that tier. But um, that was a great year and a great season and a huge victory. I think it takes multiple great seasons and um, a standard of consistency to be able to get into these different tiers and these tiers are real if you're like hey guys like you're talking about this like it's gospel it's pretty legit when you look at recruiting it's uh there is a set tier of what guys go to what schools um so that this is a real thing it actually you know exists it may be in our minds and not on paper but that doesn't make it any any less real so yeah exactly so go to we're gonna go to tier three I'm not done with tier two yet. Oh, all right. Sorry, I, man. I struggle a little bit with Oregon. They have the name and Nike behind it, but they haven't done anything in the last five years since uh, since yeah. their coach left and went to the NFL and have this new one. Um, and I know Chip Kelly's back in back in the West, but not at Oregon. Yeah. I, I mean, since he left, they I don't think they're a tier two team. Mario Cristobal, um, he's definitely got them on the right track. But, no, they haven't been that good for quite a while. That, that's a great point. getting better, but this is supposed to be current times. I don't well, feel that, that that they're currently Tier 2. They may get there here in the next couple of years if he keeps going in the track they're on. But yeah, it's, it's a struggle for me. The rest of them I completely understand and I'm good with, though. I agree with the Oregon one. That's a really good point. Kind of skipped over that. And, plus, the Pac-12, you know, I would almost – say that the Mountain West could give them a run for their money for being a better conference. Like the Pac-12's terrible right now. Yeah, they have some ups and downs in that conference. They are struggling to get anywhere. You know, USC has been good in the past, you know, and has built a name for itself. But, I mean, as of currently in the last five, six years, they've been nothing. You know, not really. I mean, not 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 for like USC standards. They haven't been, but right. Um, I can't say nothing. They've been decent. Yeah, yeah. No, I told tier three. I believe you. I be you know with seeing them in there. But yeah, but that was a great point with Oregon. I I like that you said that. Um, and now we're gonna go to tier three here. I'm gonna read all these off for all of our podcast podcasters out there. Got Auburn, Cincinnati, Florida. The Iowa Hawkeyes, Ames Community College, aka Iowa State University, um, University of Miami, North Carolina, Northwestern, Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, West Virginia, Washington, Utah, um, USC, UCF, Texas A&M, and Penn State. I bet Penn State's pissed off about being on that tier <laughs> three. <laughs> I um. So it's not I don't wrong get, though. I don't think so. What either. have they done? I mean, other since uh, what was their good running back that's in the NFL? Um, oh, geez, was it Rashawn Blank? Rashawn Salam? No, is that no, right? No, just uh, he's he's check on Barkley. Oh, Kurt, yeah, Curtis Enos. Oh, yeah, Saquon uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So ever since him, they haven't done anything. They've they they've not been good. Especially this last couple of years, they've not been very good. So I, they're in the right tier. Yeah, whether they're I, mad about it or not. I mean, if I, they want to be in the next tier up, then they need to be in the national championship talk more than once every fifteen years. Yeah, and I would say they're definitely sitting toward the top of tier three. Um, right. 
when I'm looking at this now, I'm I I went what when I saw Iowa State. Okay, <laughs> Iowa State had a great year last year. Yeah, they played a way overrated Oregon team in the Fiesta Bowl. And granted, again, it's the Fiesta Bowl. You know, Pac-12 champion. The Pac-12 sucks, but still, granted, you you made right. it to the Fiesta Bowl. You had a good year. You may have lost to Louisiana Lafayette at the beginning of the year, but you know you got it. You got <laughs> Don't talk about that. In. Yeah, we're not supposed <laughs> you to talk forget about, about that game. <laughs> yeah, and I thought I thought when that game happened, I'm like, okay, they're gonna stink this year, and you know, but, but <laughs> I turned saying, it around and you know they righted the ship, but. Uh, and then their, their their big win over Oklahoma was very early in the scene where their quarterback was very young and still a true freshman. Yeah. And then they ended up getting them by quite a bit in the Big uh, Big 12 championship game. So I don't know that – I mean, they are a lot better than they've been in the past, tons better. It, Matt Campbell's a great coach and has them yeah. definitely trending up. But to move them to Tier 3 after one year – one year. I don't know that they should. Let's maybe we should have waited till after this year and then talk about going from four to three. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't even think that they're tier four. They're historically one of the worst college football programs in the country. I'm, you know, I'm not saying that to poke fun and be a jerk. If you look at the overall records, Ohio or Iowa State is one of the historical worst programs in the country and you have one good season i would say even great season i mean you made it to a you know a right. top tier a good bowl. yeah a a great really bowl. Good bowl. yeah and and you but won how many it, bowls have they actually made in the past 10 years i mean not a lot i, I know that was their first three? i guess i don't know what the actual number is but yeah this is this is like the first new year's bowl they've ever been in. and they won convincingly too but one right. good year that you know that would be like us saying the year after we won the orange bowl or the year after we made it to the Rose Bowl, that oh yeah, we're we're tier two or we're tier right. one. You know, right. it's just not the case. You got to prove that year over year. Um, another one I have a, hu- a huge issue with in there is Central Florida. Again, they had one good year. You don't play anybody. Um, you know, I if they would continue to have good years like that, that when they won their mythical national championship, which I still think <laughs> is awesome. Um, <laughs> They they even put it on their press box, so that means it's real. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> I have major issues with them, um, and then Miami. Miami's been absolute garbage for a they really long time. Why in the hell would they be tier three? That's a tier four at best. They've been awful. The only um, thing I can think of is they're trying to pull from their history, but then again, it's it's current tiers, current. Not history yeah. tiers. If that was the case, I know some schools at the bottom, bottom of the list would think they're at tier one. Well, yeah, and you, you know we don't want to talk out of both sides of our mouth because we both said it's got to be kind of present, but it is a body right. of work as well. You know, one good year or one bad year shouldn't move you from right. a, one tier to the next. And then you know the other one that I had, I had a couple other ones like Cincinnati. Like what the hell? Like really? Right. You know, they've been you had- good as of late, but they haven't been consistently good. Exactly. And then Mac Brown at North Carolina, like North Carolina hasn't been anything and they <laughs> no. had like a decent, a good, a pretty good year last year. And you want to bump them up like that doesn't make any sense either. So like this right. tier three, there's a lot of holes in it. Um, what What's the one that jumps out to you the most? In tier three? Yeah. I would say Iowa State, which we touched on, like we talked about. Yeah. UCF 
to me is almost as big as I Iowa State and UCF is the most. But you're right on North Carolina and Miami. They're both. Uh, they're I don't know. I, I'm I'm struggling to think of um, Oklahoma State. I know they have their ups and downs. I guess I just don't know that they're quite there. They're an eight to nine win team almost every single season. Yeah, and so they're probably deserving than that. I guess I didn't realize they don't talk about them very much, so it's hard. Yeah. To, I guess I they, didn't realize they had won that many. They're they never break through, and they don't beat Oklahoma. Right, so. Um, that's, I think they're pretty well, you know, positioned at that tier. The one where I thought maybe someone should have been bumped up, um, would be potentially Wisconsin. And because if you look at that tier two, there's not a lot of teams with any recent national championships on there at all. That's true. Wisconsin has won a a ton of big 10 championships and an absolute ton of Rose bowls. And yeah, there was they, a while there they were going not that long ago. They were going every year to the Rose Bowl. I mean, like yeah. three or four years in a row. Yep. So and I, yeah. I could I could agree with that point as well, especially if you've got Oregon up there but not Wisconsin. Uh, I'm not buying it. It felt real good to put a spanking on Wisconsin last year, but to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you, like they have got to be consistent. Yeah, they've owned us and they have had a lot more consistent success at a higher level than we have. So I know Hawkeye fans don't want to hear that, but it's a fact. Like Wisconsin has just been more successful than we have, and they've done it at a way higher rate. Right. If you don't want to own up to it, then we need to start beating Wisconsin more than once every five to six years. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, I'm hearing a little echo on that end. Did you switch something on your speaker? No, I did not. That's that's weird. You got like a ghost in there or something. Um, Going in the house. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna float down an old Iowa farmhouse. Nothing. That's the right. Um, Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> hey, go, going down. Um, I just well, I'm not gonna read off all the other tiers, but um, Indiana creeped up into that fourth tier. So if we're going off recent success, like some of these other ones are, it's like they're using inconsistent grading on a lot of these. I bet you know at, down in tier four, you got Michigan. I bet that pisses them off because they think they yeah, should. Yeah, but I don't think one. it's wrong. I mean, they get a lot of really good recruits, but what have they done in the past five, six, seven years, ten years? Ten years. Let's go back ten years. What have they done? Yeah, I would argue Michigan should be tier three, maybe, just you know, based off history and based off they do usually win eight or nine games every single year. They just can't beat Ohio State or right. win a Big Ten championship. So like. And that's that's the measuring stick there. So people are like, oh, Jim Harbaugh's done a terrible job. He hasn't hit expectations at all, that's for sure, because right. you got to beat Ohio State. But he wins eight to nine games almost every single year. He They were terrible last year, um, but a lot of teams handled the pandemic terribly. Michigan was one of the worst, along with Penn State. Um, I could agree with you on them moving up a tier just because the eight or nine wins recently with Harbaugh. So, I mean, they're, they've had the same similar seasons to us in the last five years, really, if you look at the win totals. Yeah, yeah. So I would argue they could be a tier three team. Um, one that jumps out at me a ton is UCLA. They're awful, and they've been awful for a really long time. I don't know how they're not toward the bottom. Um, that's, you know, that bottom tier is basement dwellers like – we got, you know, Arizona at the bottom, Oregon State, Kansas, Illinois, Rutgers, um, Miami of Ohio, Syracuse, Arkansas. You know, we got some – I'm surprised, you know, Northern Illinois really took a dip. They were really a strong program for a long time, and 
things have have gone south for them. But um, if one thing that I know just is gonna just piss off Husker Nation is they're floating around in that what a one two three four I gotta count five, the tiers are down five. so low yeah I gotta count them they're down so low Nebraska's <laughs> in tier five like you know right the, next to uh, the University of Ohio <laughs> yeah like the you know, Husker fans how far have you fallen like that really has got to piss them off there are two full tiers below Iowa and the thing I gotta be honest with you is I I agree with where they're at on that one. Uh, you win four or five games every year. You're a tier five. Like you're down there. Like you, right. you deserve to be there. I would argue maybe temple should be a little higher. They've had some good seasons and they, they've been a real launching pad for up and coming coaches like Matt rule, the Carolina Panthers coach. He came from temple, went to Baylor. Um, and then um, the current Miami coach who is, I can see his face right now and his, name is drawn a blank on me right now he was at temple a lot of really good coaches have you know came through there so um, i'm kind of shocked at georgia tech because we played them 10 years ago 11 years ago in the orange bowl and they haven't had that bad a season like you got michigan in tier four and you don't have georgia tech at tier four you know we had them down to tier five i could see them being a tier four pretty easy i mean they're never in the headlines they're never and they're you know, in the South, so all of the talking points are not Georgia Tech most of the time. Yeah, so, so yeah, they've dropped. They've dropped a lot lately. They got a new coach now, and they were doing, yeah. um, you know, that the option, um, the uh, the speed option, and running the hell out of that. And I yeah. mean, that is that wishbone. Yeah, and it just doesn't. It uh, to me that is not sustained success. Like they, I think they got captured lightning in a bottle with it, and did about as well as they were going to do for a while. And, so they've, they've gone a completely different direction with the coach there and um, whole new offense. So it's going to take him a few years. Like if you're switching to an option or from an option, you got to get completely new personnel and start over from scratch. So um, one other one I was surprised by too, and I know that they didn't really have a great year last year was Duke. They've had oh, yeah. some good seasons. Like they've been competitive. They have been. And they got a big his a good history too of winning. They just had a lull in there for a while. Yeah, like they, I mean, they sucked forever. And then when they got, um, again, I'm doing terrible with these with these guys' names. It's like you put me on the spot and I can't freaking remember. But <laughs> I um, can't remember anybody's name. Anyways, but, so put me on the spot. It's worse. The current the current coach right now has done a, a really good job. They've had a little bit of a downslide, but I would definitely at least bump Duke up one spot and if you look at tier five you got florida state sitting in there like wow that's pretty bad i think that's a little extreme they won a national championship not that long ago right Um, they've skunk lately but there's a lot a lot a lot of probably due to the coaching change though i mean and how long is how long has timbo been at uh where's he at now he's in texas uh See, I'm drawing another name blank. Jimbo's at Texas A&M right now. Texas A&M. I mean, so, I mean, they've only been average for the last two, three years. And they had Willie, and, but, Ta- like Willie said, Taggart for like a hot minute, and he was he was out of there now. And so yeah. it's just, they, they haven't had much consistency. So, you know, Coaching I would. Consistency, they've dropped, but I, yeah, I can't see him being a tier five. And then you see Tennessee down there too. Like that's got to piss their fans off. It's like, you know, <laughs> tier five is like those old nineties teams that, you know, was, were, were dominant. And now it's just like, right. that got a lot of TV love 
and yeah. went to special bowl games because they're TV contracts, and now they're <laughs> yeah. Now it's fair and more consistent across the board, and they've slipped. They haven't well, now, adjusted. Yeah, now everybody's on TV, and you don't have you know right. that that amazing you know oh the SEC is on TV every single week or you know the Big Eight for which I don't understand having that great TV contract and so everybody's <laughs> all the guys like I want to go to Nebraska or Oklahoma and <laughs> that Big Eight commissioner should have been paid a lot of money for making that contract. Yeah, he negotiated one hell of a TV deal. Oh, and hell of a TV deal. Yeah, so everyone's like, oh, you know, why? Why is you know? And you look at Nebraska and Tennessee, a lot of parallels, like you know the the playing field level big time with you know everybody's on TV now, and you know once the TV contracts started going like gangbusters, you notice right around that time in the late '90s, early 2000s, that's when you know you saw Tennessee and, and Nebraska start to take a dip, and it's like they just keep firing and rifling through coaches and athletic directors left and right. It does and not help. No, you got to eventually stick with somebody and right. see if they're going to give you a shot. Um, but no, I, th- I thought that list was super interesting. It's great debate. You might be listening and think we're full of crap and we don't know what the hell we're <laughs> talking about. We can't think of a damn Nick coaching name to save our lives right now. So, um, <laughs> But that that's, you know, we're going to get better. It's the first time we've done this, this one. So, um, but that was a lot of fun. I also wanted to talk to you too about the name, image, and likeness that uh, has just come up and really is official. Now, um, we got like Jordan Bohannon going to like fireworks stands, doing signings and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't take him long to get in the... No, get in the mix. <laughs> there, there's guys like Spencer Rattler. Oklahoma has his own like like logo for his name, like LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Like some of these college guys are already millionaires today because they have endorsement deals sure. that I know Master P, the old rapper from back when we were in high school, his son, I can't remember where he plays, but he signed an endorsement deal for $2 million today. Like these guys are, it's going to be interesting. Insane. We're not going to see the effects of this for probably, probably I would say at least a few more years. And um, I don't know that this is great for college football, but I don't know that it, it's not, you know, it's one of those things like religion or politics. I feel like you can, I hear arguments on both sides of it. And after I hear an argument, I'm like, God, I, yeah, you have a good point. I totally understand what you're saying. But at the end of the day, I think it's a good thing. I think it needs to be heavily regulated. Um, and I almost feel like there should be somewhat of a cap on it, but Again, like, you know, putting a cap on it right there, like that's a little bit of socialism socialism coming into play. So, <laughs> you know, at that point, it's just like if they're if they're allowed to profit off their name, image and likeness, do we do we limit that? And could it help the college game? Because are a lot of these guys going to stick around for their full college career because they're making enough money that they're not desperate to go to the NFL to get that NFL contract? That part of it. I think is great. What are your thoughts on all of that, Matt? I've been on both sides of the fence. I mean, I get it's their name, it's their image. But on the other hand, if the University of whatever wouldn't have uh, signed them and brought them in and let them play in front of their conferences' TV contracts and in their conferences' um, TV stations and ESPN, if all of that wouldn't have happened, nobody would even know who they were. Yeah. So – I see that side of it, and they're also getting the free education. They're getting free food. 
uh, that taxpayers of each state are paying for. So are we going to take, if they sign a $2 million deal, they obviously don't need free college anymore. They can clearly pay for it. So are they pulling their scholarship and they're paying for it? Yeah. And that's probably not the case, but um, you kind of wonder where that's going to go. And then also, if this isn't well-regulated, it's going to get out of control, and who knows where it's going to end up. And it is going to be bad for the sport, and I don't want to see that happen, especially to college football. Yeah, I, I, I you can't really tell what's going to happen at this point. we got to just sit back and watch, but I do think they've completely devalued um, – a college education and this whole thing because they flat out said the players just don't care. They you know they right. want to make money, they want to get paid, and the fact that you're getting you know you know sometimes one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of tuition for free, you're not going to be in debt having to pay student loans every month, you know, and free food, free, free you know room and board, and you know and the opportunity to play on a platform in front of the na- in the whole nation like that's priceless. And honestly, anyone that's gone to college or played college sports, you know, that is a once in a lifetime experience that can't be matched. You can't put a price tag on it. So that stuff that's is exactly super important. Right. Yeah. And, you know, even you ask pros that have played the game forever, college sports, college football, college basketball, they're the greatest sports on the planet. I mean, I feel like with the pageantry and the history and the depth, I think, in my opinion, they blow pro sports out of the water. But you know, those guys are wanting to, you know, cash in. And I think they should be able to, to a certain extent. Uh, because again, if you can sign a bunch of autographs and make some money off of it, uh, more power to you. If you can go to a fireworks stand or a sandwich shop and hang out for the day and, you know, make three or $400, well, yeah. why the hell not? Like you should be able to do that. Yeah. So I think if we're going to sign in a $2 million deal though. Go pro if you're that good. You know, I mean, I think that there's I mean, got- that's my thoughts on it. If you're that good to be if somebody isn't going to endorse you and you're that good, you can get two million dollars as a college athlete. Go pro. Yeah. And I think a lot of these companies that are signing these guys that, and we're going to see a lot more of it because this is just brand new. But a lot of these companies are going to be like, you know, a few years from now. I think we're going to see a dip in it because they're not going to see a return on their investment. Oh, we just gave this kid two million dollars. He completely flopped. And, you know, we jumped the gun on this <laughs> and too. Exactly. we got no return for it. But I guess you have that out that that time in the pros, too, that, you know, you yeah. sign a guy that, you know, might flop in the pros, too. But I feel like it's a little safer investment once they've made it to the pros. You're just taking a guy that like Masterpiece on that rapper. He's at some small school. You know, I I, I can't really see how he's worth getting a two million dollar endorsement contract. But he is apparently because he got it. Nobody's paying me $2 million to do anything. <laughs> Nobody's paying me $2 million to do anything either. Trust me. Yeah, so more power to them. All right, Matt. Well, we are going to wrap this up. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this podcast that we did today. Um, we're going to have a lot more to come. So um, like we said, make sure to hit the like and subscribe um, just so we can you know, get those numbers up there and, and get you guys more of these interviews. And again, we want to make Nebraska Hawks. That's the number one podcast in the whole state of Nebraska because, man, the Hawks are taking over. Go Hawks, brother. All right, buddy. Go Hawks. See ya. <laughs>
Come one, shop all at the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Through Wednesday, use your 30% off coupon inside the JCP app and shine on with up to 60% off diamond solitaires and studs. Plus, get carried away with up to 70% off luggage from Samsonite, American Tourister, Skyway, and more. Anyone shops, everyone saves. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 12-7. Offers reflect after coupon savings. Exclusions apply. See store at jcp.com for details.